You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You are listening to episode 63 of season two of the Fly the W670 podcast. The Cubs sneak past the Royals. Crowley, let's take a look at the standings. Oh, boy. I am sure all of our listeners are scoreboard scoreboard watching like we are every single moment of every single day. The Brewers are red hot. Um, They won the game, so they are actually 68 and 57. They are on a three-game winning streak. They were able to take down the Rangers, who are a very good team. So you were hoping the Cubs would make up some ground, and they did in a way, but not, you know, hoping to get past Milwaukee. Uh, the Cubs on a two-game winning streak. They're six and four. Their last ten, so uh, you, you know, kind of good. You know, still good. Cincinnati though are four and six in their last ten. They're on a two-game losing streak, and so they have fallen behind the Cubs. Uh, Cubs are alone in second place. So Cincinnati's in third place, three point five back. Pittsburgh and St. Louis still in the basement. Uh, St. Louis on a four-game losing streak, but I think they won today against the Mets. I'd have to double check. Um, you know what happens. The interesting picture though, comes in the wild card here where you're starting to see a couple uh, different things kind of turn around here. Philadelphia is about 500 lately. So they're still in first place in the wild card run, but San Francisco is struggling. They are three and seven in their last 10 and the Cubs are really right behind them. They're only a half game behind the giants for the second place in the wild card standings. Now, Arizona is all of a sudden, they've turned it around. They're seven and three in their last 10 two game winning streak. They are right behind the Cubs, and they're also tied with Cincinnati's. And then Miami has been five and five. They've two game losing streak, so they fall behind Arizona and Cincinnati. But you're you're taking a look at here. You got six teams, Dustin, all within a game of that final wild card spot. This is why they wanted to add the wild card, you know, added the different wild card rounds and stuff like that is so other teams can still be in it. And, and that's it. You know, you, I, this is going to be craziness all the way to the end, especially since the Cubs ha- have a lot of meetings still with Arizona. Yeah, they do. Absolutely right. And we've got a really interesting uh, nugget here from Bob Nightingale. Yeah. Bob Nightingale in his recent notebook uh, said that, uh, the Cubs have no intention to offer Mark starter Marcus Stroman a contract extension after the season. Again, we were wondering how that was going to play out. And now they wonder if Marcus will opt out of his contract. That looked like a foregone conclusion, but based on what we're hearing on his injury, it is very, it is looking more and more unlikely that he may have played his last game of the 2023 season. Now you don't know, you know, because he, he can't even throw, he can't, he's having a hard time breathing with the issue to his rib. And so, I mean, it's going to be at least a couple weeks for that to heal. That's not talking even ramping up the arm or anything like that. Like I said, you're talking about seven weeks left in the season. So the Cubs owe him $21 million in 2024. And so 
we'll see what happens with all of this. Yep, going to be very interesting to keep your eye on it. Always going to be an interesting uh, off season, that's for sure. And then before Saturday's game, we kind of had a, a interesting uh, roster move, and you uh, hinted at it a little bit when you were talking about uh, Miguel Amaya. Yes, yeah, Tucker Barnhart was DFA'd, and Miles Masturbwani is back to take his place. Barnhart was hitting 202, and his defense wasn't what it once was. Again, Cubs are Cubs are going, you know, going for it, and, and Barnhart wasn't kind of doing what he needed to do, and they needed more at bats for Maya. That's it. So um, David Ross was asked after the game his thoughts and opinions on you know the, the situation with Barnhart, and this is what he said: "It's not fun. It sucks. Uh, again, worst part of this job. Um, you got guys that buy into the team and." You know, you create a family atmosphere around here, and these guys care about one another, and you, you lose um, a family member, and, and uh, it just stinks. Yeah, there's no there's no way around it. it. It's never good. So, I mean, you know, I don't know if that was his choice or he was told that's what you're doing, right? If that was a move from up top and said, hey, you're, you're letting go of Barnhart. I got a feeling that Ross really likes those old veteran catchers, you know, uh, sees a little bit of himself in them, but that, that's it. So again, there's a lot of accountability going on, on this team. You, you've seen moves that are, that are shocking. The Cubs are saying, we're going to eat money. So they're going to eat the contract for next year for Ducker, Tucker Barnhart. They're going to eat the contract next year for Trey Mancini. They got rid of Eric Hosmer, which wasn't going to cost them anything. wasn't a big deal, but, but, but there's no plan around here and they're, they're trying to make moves and, and they're trying to do whatever it takes to win. So um, I, I like the move. Uh, let's see how this all works out. Yeah, it does stink. I think Tucker Barnhart, really nice guy, always good with the media as well, but uh, hasn't been good at the uh, plate, that's for sure. And then not the best catching either. You know, a couple of interesting things happened the last time he was behind the dish. Also, Cubs still uh, always keeping an eye on the waiver wire, and there's some news on some pitchers that might be available for the bullpen. Yeah, they picked up right-hander Edwin Uceda off waivers. The Mets uh, waived him the other – he was DFA'd on Wednesday. They made their claim. So he will be pitching in Iowa now. He's pitched for the Dodgers, D-backs, and Mets. We saw that Nick Birdie made his second appearance in Iowa. He pitched one inning and had one walk in two Ks. And I haven't had a chance to check the uh, scores yet, but Brad Boxberger is scheduled to pitch today for the Iowa Cubs. So two guys in birdie and Boxberger who could potentially come up to help this team. Absolutely. Uh, be nice to see, you know, it's kind of one of those, you don't know what you have until you actually get them here. Right. We haven't seen those guys in quite in quite a while. Right. I mean, so, you know, but it could help, right. It, it's, it, there's no telling for sure. What's, you know, what they've done down there. We've, and then they get back up here. I mean, Boxberger's been kind of a huge disappointment because he didn't do much when he was here, and then and then he got hurt. Right, and, but he has a track record, and and you know, if all of a sudden you we 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 know what our, the back of the of the Cubs bullpen looks like, right? You know that you're going to have Alzali, Merriweather, uh, you know, Lighter, all of these guys that have been doing really well lately, and it doesn't hurt to have another guy in there, especially you know, was Alzali a little gas today, or he just didn't have it? I don't know. But it, right. it doesn't hurt to have a guy with a little bit of experience to kind of come in and help out. So Boxberger got the hold today. One inning pitch, two hits, one run. It was earned, a walk, no Ks. Um, he's got a, a 9-0-0 ERA uh, down in Iowa. So that's the, uh, that's the latest on uh, Boxberger. 
Right. And again, first time out, no big deal. You don't, I mean, I remember uh, Kyle Hendricks really struggling his first time in, in Iowa. That's going to happen. So uh, absolutely, no, no worries. All right, Crowley, here we go. Three games against the uh, lowly Tigers next up in Detroit. That starts uh, tomorrow evening. First pitch, I think just after five o'clock our time. Yeah. Yeah. You and I, I know don't mind these uh, earlier start times. Um, but uh, yeah, Detroit last year finished the season 66 and 96 fourth place in the AL central. They failed to make the playoffs for the eighth consecutive season. Uh, this year, they've added left-handed pitcher Matt Boyd, right-handed pitcher Michael Lorenzen, third baseman Nick Matten, uh, catcher Connie, uh, Donnie Sands, and then outfielder Matt Beerling, who's an interesting player. Um, key losses that they had from last year, left-handed pitcher Gregory Soto, Tucker <laughs> Barnhart, who we just talked about. And uh, they also had Heimer Candelario on the team last year. So uh, we, you know, we know, you know Heimer knows the team very well. This season, the Cubs, the Tigers are 57 and 67, good for third place in the AL Central. At the trade deadline, the Tigers got rid of, they traded uh, Michael Lorenzen to the Phillies. Eduardo, they tried to trade Eduardo Rodriguez, but uh, he, he invoked his no trade clause. So that didn't happen. The Tigers just wrapped up a series with division rival Cleveland, taking three of four from the Guardians. So Detroit is now six and four in their last 10 games. Well, that's not terrible. That's not terrible at all. And tomorrow night, um, I really like uh, Sienna Side getting another chance to go through. He's been really good lately. So really looking forward to that game. Yeah, uh, Javier Assad, like you said, been doing well. He came in. He's been starting lately against the White Sox. He only gave up two earned runs on four hits in his last outing. Against Toronto, he only gave up one run in seven innings, only four hits. And then even against Atlanta, really good team. He, uh, he went 3.2 innings, gave up five hits, two earned runs, but uh, with two walks. But he's really been a guy that's been able to keep the rotation steady, even though, um, you know, you, you lost Stroman, Smiley went to the bullpen. Assad's given you some really quality innings, and that's what you're looking for right now at this point in time. Absolutely right. Um, how about the Tigers? What are they going to, what are they throwing out at the mound to face the Cubs? The Tigers are throwing out Alex Fajardo. Uh, he also has two wins, but he's two and four with a much higher ERA at 516. Uh, he started nine games so far this season. Last start was against Minnesota. He went five innings, gave up one hit, zero earned runs. He also faced Minnesota the week, his last start before that, 4.2 innings, gave up four hits, three earned runs, two walks, and five strikeouts. And against San Diego, he went six innings pitch, and he gave up one run, uh, zero runs on one hit. So this guy's been hot his last three starts. So even though that ERA is looking rather high, don't 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 think that this is going to be a walk in the park. That's what I would say. All right. Not a walk in the park, says Crowley. So game number two, which will be on Tuesday. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team all righty so when we look at game number two for the cubs drew smiley is back dustin um you know this interesting. is not be- interesting not, not because they want to it's 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 a matter of uh it's what they have to do right it it, it comes down to uh next man up with with Stroh out they're expecting him back uh, Smiley has to kind of come in here. He is nine and eight with a 4.92 ERA. Uh, if you take a look, he's been throwing relief lately, which is fine. An inning in his last three starts, and he hasn't given up an earned run. At the same time, you know he hasn't. You know he's got a couple strikeouts, stuff like that. The problem is he's not coming out of the bullpen. So this is what Hadavi talked about. You know, sometimes if you just get the one inning, uh, that can kind of help focus you. You don't have to worry about you know go trying to go five six innings. But, you know, when he was starting games, it was just absolute looking absolutely brutal in July and especially in August. And so, you know, the last game he started against the Mets, he gave up seven earned runs before that against uh, Cincinnati. He gave up five runs. I mean, you know, they used an opener twice for him against St. Louis. One time it worked, one time it didn't. So this is, you know, Drew Smiley's path to redemption here is, is can he come back and and be the pitcher he was in the first half of the season, or is he still going to get rocked? I don't know what to expect out of this guy. Yeah, but I, I do. I, I, I like this. I think this is a good. This is a good spot for him as a veteran with a team that you know needs every win. I like. I like this. I, I do. I, I like this spot. I'm. I, and let's see what happens. I'm glad in this situation. In this situation, I like him versus the Tigers instead of Hayden Wisniewski. In my opinion. Okay, Reese Olsen is going to be on the mound. He's a 24-year-old right-hander for the Tigers. Uh, he's 2-5 and five this season. He started 11 games. Um, last game against Minnesota, he went 2.2 innings, gave up eight hits, four earned runs, three strikeouts, one walk. Also against Minnesota the week before, six innings, gave up zero runs with nine strikeouts and three walks. And then against Tampa Bay, he went five innings, gave up five hits, four earned runs. So... You know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he's, he's one of those guys that started the year. He was, um, he was with the uh, minor league affiliates for Detroit, the Toledo Mudhens, which is one of my favorite names. I love minor league names. Um, but you know, he also was recalled up at June 2nd is when he first got called back up to Detroit. All right, Crowley. Then we've got a uh, afternoon affair lunchtime with the Cubs on Wednesday. Ah, day baseball, my favorite. Jamison Tyone, we talked about his start recently and it was, I thought it was, like I said, I, you know, it's, it's hard when, when, when you, you have guys that are making mistakes behind you. Um, yeah, he made that bad pitch. Shouldn't have done it to Bobby Witt, but, uh, you know, gave you six innings and gave up only two earned runs again, four runs, two earned runs, uh, before that, that awful start in Toronto where he gave up eight earned runs in three innings. And then against the Mets, he went seven innings and gave up only two earned runs. So, one bad start for uh, Jamison Tyone lately since uh, he's kind of bounced back, I guess you would say. 
And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this continues. Uh, you know, he had a good outing against Cincinnati before that. Against St. Louis, he had a good outing a couple times. So the, the guys had really good starts in July and August other than that start against Toronto. Yeah, he's been a mixed bag, no doubt about it. We're hoping for the best, fingers crossed, as I always like to, uh, as I always like to say. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm feeling uh, feeling pretty good about uh, the Tigers being the uh, Cubs opponent for the next three. All right, Crowley, hot and not right away. Cody Bellinger, hot. Okay, we got that out of the way. Who else is hot? <laughs> um, if we're talking about Cody Bellinger, actually, he wasn't on the top of the hot list anymore. Oh my gosh, we so, broke the record. The streak is over, Crowley. Yeah, he, he got kicked off the list. He's he's <laughs> off the list, but trust me, uh, he's still doing pretty well. But if you're you're taking a look lately, I mean, two home runs on Saturday. I think that's pretty well. You know, yeah, he got the two home runs. That was good. But when we take a look at the bigger picture with Cody Bellinger, he's four for his last seventeen with two home runs and five RBIs. But he's slashing 235, 250, 647, which kind of puts him in the middle of the pack right now. What a bum. They should have traded him at the deadline. Again, this guy was not going to do this forever. We know that. But that's where a guy like Ian Happ it, it needs to kind of, you know, carry well, some of the weight now. It's a great lead in. So the guy on your list is uh, also on your list. We'll get to your top guy in a second. But Seiya Suzuki is on your list. It's yeah, part of five the for his, this week. Yeah, five for his last 17, two home runs, three RBIs. He's slashing 294, 278, 647. So good looking average. Slug's looking great. He's not taking walks, but in general, he, he's kind of starting, you know, hopefully kind of keep doing well. But what I'm getting at is maybe, just maybe, you could take a page out of the uh, benching, if you will, uh, or put into the corner, if you will, of Seiya Suzuki and, and try that with Ian Happ. It's obviously worked for Seiya. Maybe it could work for Ian. You never know. Um, but, but, you know, I, I would say before you do that, try just moving him out of the three hole and having him. Right. Have well, little, that that would know. be the start. Right. That, would, start, that would be right? the start. How about, how about just flip flop him and Swanson, right? Swanson's been batting fifth or sixth. How about, how about just flipping the two of them? I, I would, I'm going to tell you, I would flip Candelario before I would flip, uh, before I'd flip Hap. Or okay. uh, Swanson, that would be my that would be my choice. But that, all right, so your good. other your other hot candidate is who? Nico Horner, seven for his last seventeen with an RBI, slashing four twelve, five twenty four, four twelve, and like I said, he's been playing great defense. Uh, he's really been run, great defense, yeah. running really all great. over the place. He's been really fun to watch. All right, so the knots. For the knots, let's go ahead and go with two guys right here: Christopher Morell, your DH. Two for his last 19 with a big home run and four RBIs in his last seven days. But seven strikeouts to one walk. He's slashing 105, 150, 263. Um, you can give Morell a day off too, you know. That's not against the rules, you know. It's Yeah, but, I, you're, you know, what are you going to DH Nicky Madrigal? I mean. I don't know. I I, 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 I get it, but, but sometimes these guys, especially when you talk about guys that have played a lot of baseball – and you're in the dog days of August, the dog days of summer, maybe just give him a day off. Yeah, maybe you do go Morel. And if there's a situation where you need a guy to, you know, come in and give you a pop off the bench, you got that in Christopher Morel, you know? All right. Dansby Swanson also struggling mightily. One for his last 16, no home runs, no RBIs. He's uh, doing okay with the strikeouts, five strikeouts to three walks, not bad, but slashing 0.063, 211, 0.063. So, we need him to get in another hot streak. 
Yep, that would be nice. And he is as streaky as they come. I'm not going to get down on him because, boy, is he playing just unbelievable defense for the Sox, uh, Cubs. It's just, oh, gosh, the defense. He makes it look so easy, Crawley. Just so easy how well he does it. And I just love how Nico Horner has made the transition from being a really good shortstop to being a really good second baseman. I mean, both these guys are going to definitely be in the conversation for the gold glove. Absolutely. And I think Nico hopefully doesn't get overlooked this time. I know it can happen, but I, to me, um, to right now, Nico is my favorite for the golden glove. All right, Crowley, give me a guy that uh, I'm going to say, why in the world are we pitching to this guy for the Tigers? Look out for Akil Badu. He is uh, six for his last 17, one home run, two RBIs, slashing 353, 450, 588. Also, Spencer Torkelson is seven for his last 21, four home runs, five RBIs. So Spencer's a guy you got to look at. He's slashing 330, 440, and slugging 1,000. Uh, don't forget to kind of, there's a guy on there, Kerry Carpenter. He's a right fielder. He's, uh, you know, he's six for his last 22, but he has three home runs and six RBIs. So they got a couple guys that are hitting pretty hot right now. All right. As I look at the not list, Crowley, these are a couple of names that I actually know. Miguel Cabrera, the old man kind of finishing up here. He is uh, four for his last 19, a home run, three RBIs. He is slashing 211, 250, 474. He could still put the ball out. He's still a dangerous hitter. And then former Cub Zach McKinstry, remember that name? Yes. Four for his last 19, no home runs, no RBI, slashing 211, 250, 211. Um, but but the, this is a team that's hitting really well right now, and then they got some good pitchers as well. So, you know, it, it's one of these things that they're all professionals. You get what I'm saying? It, it's and, – and, and, a lot of these teams, they're in a different situation than the Cubs are right now. They have nothing to lose. They can go out and play all willy-nilly. What do the Tigers have to lose? What do the Royals, the White Sox? They don't. What do the Cubs have to lose? Ground. Lots. Yeah, lots. And, lots. and, and yeah. so that's where the pressure starts to come in. Uh, again, I talked to Joe Madden. I listened to an interview. Coomer, Ron Coomer was here at Club 400. Phenomenal interview with Joe Madden. But, uh, you know, don't let the pressure exceed the pleasure. You know, this is, but this is a learning experience for a lot of Cubs that haven't been in this kind of uh, pressure filled race. Like I said, three teams, six teams all vying for that wild card spot. All right, Crowley, you just mentioned it. How do we, is it available? Can we hear this interview that you just mentioned between Ron Coomer and uh, the great Joe Madden? Yeah, we'll see what I can do to, to kind of dig something up, man. But, but you know, Coom and uh, Madden did the uh, coaches show in the pre morning. Pre-game show. Uh, pre-game yep, show. So on, yeah, on the score, 670 the score. And so uh, they just had a really good rapport. And and Joe is just such an interesting dude. The way he talks about things. He is, again, to this day, my favorite Cubs manager ever. And he, he's just really brilliant when he talks the game. I don't I, – I, I hope one day and, – and, you know, Joe did, gave kind of like a nondescript answer on this one. I hope if, if – the baseball thing doesn't work out because I have a feeling that, you know, in today's day and age, they don't want a manager like Joe Madden, which I think is a mistake, but I'd love to see him on broadcasting somehow, some way affiliated with marquee networks, something. Um, also at the party was uh, Bobby Dernier and Jody Davis. They were absolutely awesome with the fans. They did a great Q um, and a, my friend, Paul Johnson, he writes for the daily Herald. He did a great job with that. Um, and, and, and so it, we raised a lot of money for special Olympics. There was a lot of great, um, fun, uh, online bids. We had silent auctions. 
We had all sorts of things. It was it was it was a fantastic party. So all right, uh, good thanks. news. I'm glad it was. Uh, I'm glad it was a <laughs> success. Yeah, thanks for everyone that showed up. It was great. All right, prediction time, Crawley. I'll go first this time. I think I made you go first last time. I'm going to go two out of three just so I could try to be right for once. I I want them to sweep. I think they have all the ability to have a sweep, but I'm going to say they win uh, two out of three, and I'm actually worried about the Jamison Tyone game on Wednesday afternoon. Okay, I am. I, I like game one. I like the Assad game, and I like game three, the Tyone game. Uh, the juice You're worried about Drew. Well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I'm the one saying, give this, give that crafty lefty a chance. All right. I, I'm going those. So I'm going two for three Cubs. All right. So we got two for three, both guys, but we see a different outcome on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's a wrap. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly us on uh, Facebook, of course. Instagram, we're there. You can email us, flythew670gmail.com, and you can watch us on YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Crowley, have an awesome week, and we will get back together uh, Wednesday or Thursday and uh, wrap up that uh, Tiger series and preview the next series for the Cubs. Yep, and folks, it's an awesome stadium in Detroit. Maybe take, take a ride to Detroit Rock City. It's a lot of fun, and go Cubs!